Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studio here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. With the man who's always online, always in the know, always connected, John Gutierrez. Hey, John. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, OC Talk Radio, again for having us. And uh, again, I'm your host, Senior Vice President here at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We have another special guest with us again here today. We're very excited to have Julian Castaneda. He is the Vice President at our Orange County Hispanic Youth Chamber of Commerce. He is the founder of Bags of Love Foundation, co-founder of Vibe Marketing Agency, a national ambassador and advocate for leukemia and lymphoma society, and a two-time cancer survivor. Welcome, Julian. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's exciting to have you, Julian. I've gotten to know you throughout the last year and a half or so or two years. And I got to tell you, man, you you are one of the most driven young men that I've met. And so one of the things that I want to share with our listeners is where did this all come from? Can you share a little bit about, you know, just yourself, your family, um, maybe, you know, just where you grew up? Because we want people to understand there's a lot you're doing at 22 years of age and I'd love for people to learn a little bit about you know how you've gotten to this point I was born and raised in Bakersfield California so it's you know two and a half hours up north shout out to Bakersfield right Bakersfield yeah. <laughs> California yes and so you know growing up there I went to school there and then it wasn't until my cancer diagnosis and then being diagnosed for a second time where I ended up getting the bone marrow transplant where I ended up, you know, f- realizing, like, I just wanted to make the most out of my second chance in life and and make the most of each day and, you know, just go out there and live it to the fullest. So that's where I, I you know, started my nonprofit, and then that, you know, just created more opportunities and more, it made me realize what I wanted to do, my passions, and so it just made me go after them, you know, more and more each day. So you mentioned, of course, your first time you faced this challenge, right? Battling cancer. You were 10 years old. Yeah. Do you you remember that age, like what you went through? Do you remember when that all kind of happened? Yeah. When I was first diagnosed, I was basically in like second, third grade at the time. And, you know, I was just, I was a really active student, was in sports, loved to play basketball. So I would always be out there active and then it got to a point where I wasn't able to keep up with the rest of the kids and you know one day during lunchtime I was just standing in line and I was so proud that I almost fainted wow and so that's when I was taken up to the office and then ended up in the ER and then ended up getting transported to a children's hospital where they ended up telling me that it was leukemia that was the cause of having a low blood level and all that. So sorry to hear that. So for those of you that don't know, I mean, I can't even believe you went through this two times. Like you were then 16 years old and you went through it again. It came back, right? Yeah. So, 
you know, the at the time the treatment for leukemia for boys was three and a half years. So went through three and a half years of treatment, and it was in and out of hospitals at times. I had all a lot of other symptoms and stuff that I missed out on and had to deal with. And so finally was you know back in school. I was. At that time I was diagnosed again, I was going into, I was on my sophomore year of high school and I was in track and cross country at the time. And so my goal at that time was to run my mile under five minutes. My freshman year during track, I ran it in 5.15. So that was kind of my really big goal during that time. And it was just like something I was really passionate about and was really focused on that during, you know, my high school time. So when they ended up getting diagnosed again, it was right before the track season started. So like... I never ended up getting to, you know, run track like that as fast anymore. And so, you know, kind of missed out on that opportunity there. And so as a, as, a, as a student, being diagnosed again for a second time, you know, it was just hard because I missed out on, you know, so much again. I ended up having to go through a bone marrow transplant at City of Hope because my initial treatment was working anymore since I built up a tolerance for the chemo. So I got my boomer transplant, and then I, about a year later, I was able to return to high school. And then, so it wasn't until I was in high school where I ended up starting Back to Love as a high school club. And again, I mean, this organization that you started, Bags of Love, basically it's your drive to go back and help the community, from my understanding, what you've shared with me. Share with everybody a little bit about what bags of love is right and how they can support it how they can support what you got going on with it i i heard you're having a big gala right yeah. like next week uh 200 people or so this is in bakersfield yes yeah so bags of love officially started as a high school club i stopped high school so it all started off by it all started off by just selling one box of one box of chips so at the time, I had enough money for one box of chips. I wait, wait. You sold a box of chips, yeah. like chips, chips to eat. Yeah. So, like you know those variety packs of that yes. come with the small bo- wow individual bags. Okay. So I went to Fusco, came back to school the next day with the, with the box of chips. That's awesome. <laughs> sold it, sold it all the first day. Went back. I had enough to buy two. I gave one to a friend. He sold. We sold them all the same day. So we just kept going back. Until I had like 10 to 15 different friends across campus selling chips for me. So it was like a, a little operation we had going on during lunchtime. I would collect money, refill bags. and <laughs> That is so cool. <laughs> Paul, is this not the coolest story ever? I'm, I'm amazed. I'm sitting here listening to this whole thing. And I'm saying to myself, what was I doing in 22? Was I doing any of this? Well, this, this was when he was 16, Wait, 16. 17, 17 maybe? Yeah. Uh, 17 years old. They're selling bags of chips at school. Right to raise money for this, what was going to become Bags of Love, right? Yeah, nonprofit foundation that and, you have. And imagine we always kid you because you were known as the Rocket. You know, this fast kid in high school. If somebody in the middle of one of your Rocket runs says you can't run anymore, you got leukemia. You got to drop out for three years and exactly. battle this thing. I mean, this is man inspiring. So you're selling the chips, right? And then what happens next? So this was during my end of junior year, which was when I was able to return to school after my boomer transplant. So basically, as soon as I went back, I got right to fundraising. Can you explain what that is? I don't know what a boomer transplant is. 
Um, yeah, so a bone marrow is basically oh, the... bone marrow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, bone marrow. Yeah. I thought you said boomer. I'm like, I'm a boomer. Oh. They put a boomer in your <laughs> the brain. Bo- in your... Bo- bone marrow transplant, which for, for people that don't know, you can share a little bit about that. That's yeah. important, right? So the bone marrow is what creates your blood cells and... Yeah, so... And you got to find somebody that matches, right? Yeah, so your bone marrow creates blood cells, and so as a cancer patient, you know, your blood cells aren't always correctly made there. So what the bone marrow transplant does is you go through... Before you even go through the actual procedure, you have to find somebody to match with, and that's the whole process itself, especially with the Hispanic community. There's, you know, a lot less chance of matching with somebody because there's less people that are registered in the registry can so, we make a point of that because I actually knew somebody that donated bone marrow the city of hope I think did you do this at the yeah, city of hope? yeah city of hope and real quick for those listening I know we have a lot of new viewers that have come on right Jul- Julian Castaneda is with us today vice president of our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce Youth Chamber he is the founder of Bags of Love Foundation and co-founder of Vive Marketing Agency which is his business that we'll talk about here shortly and he's the national ambassador and advocate for leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a two-time cancer survivor. I think this is important we continue to mention because you went through this, I mean, twice by the time you were 16. That is amazing. And so talk about that bone marrow donor. You can go and have your bone marrow tested and get into the registry and they know we've got this. If anybody needs this match, we got it. Yes. But few people, and you said even fewer within the Hispanic community, know about it or do it so therefore when kids like you come along and say i need a match we don't have many to look at we don't have enough sure with this. that is yeah. that what you went through yeah so the, the crazy part is i ended up matching somehow with some person all the way in germany what yeah i have no idea how it works but the bone marrow yeah. that you're looking for to match you somewhere in germany yeah which goes to show let's give props to city of hope right who's actually one of our new partners here in Orange County, right? Because and does a show with us here in the state. Yes, that's right. And City of Hope to have that network or that technology to find somebody for you in Germany—that's pretty surreal, right? Yeah, no, it was. It was you know, they've been amazing to do. How can I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but how can people join the registry? How could I go have my bone marrow tested and get entered into the database so that I could give some bone marrow? And is it painful? Somebody says it's painful. They stick a is needle. Is it painful? In. So, to register is as easy as basically swabbing out your mouth. Okay. And from there, swab your mouth. They okay. get the you know. It's great. Stuff the that DNA they need. or stuff. Yeah, that's right good now. to know. Okay. And then you're in the database, and they can match you to a potential donor. But to go get the bone marrow, I think they got to like put a needle into your bone and pull them. The picture it chicken bone that you eat that that marrow that soft part in the middle of the bone right that's a gent where the blood gets generated from so back to bags of of love in your foundation so you went from the chips how did you transition to what then would become obviously a different type of bag of love that you're doing now, now he's right? got a gala with 200 people showing up <laughs> now he's got a gala yes 200 people at this gala but how did you transition to now let's add more things to the to the bags of love yeah, so, you know, it just naturally grew over time. So after high school, you know, senior year came around, we kept on fundraising, we were able to give out more of these bags of love. And then, you know, I realized, like, you know, I'm going to graduate soon. How can I keep this going? 
So that's when, you know, we figured out how to start a nonprofit. And then that's when the nonprofit officially started, right when I turned 18, actually. It was when my, yeah, my senior year. And so since then, we've been now going strong for four years. We added scholarships and then now financial assistance to families who need any assistance with, you know, bills or anything like that. How much should be raised? Yeah, let's just let's just point this out real quick. <laughs> you mentioned earlier you've raised close to two hundred thousand dollars in your lifetime of having the nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, that is just amazing. That is at twenty two years of age. That says a lot about you. I mean, is there anything that you can share with our other listeners, young people like you, that? during that process would you say was a challenge or rewarding what would you share with our listeners i mean two hundred thousand dollars is a good amount of money for somebody a challenge how would you even start that's the challenge <laughs> uh, he's selling bags of chips on campus and now he's raising two hundred thousand well, dollars and has a gala but that, this, that's yeah, a challenge well, we're talking with a young man who's very driven <laughs> yeah, right right i mean but wow. now but you mentioned earlier you had gone through so much so selling bags of chips and putting together bags of love I hate to say it, but it's nothing compared to what you had been through already, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I think that's where it's kind of always turns back into the passion part, you know? I think over the past four years, it's definitely been a ton of challenges, a ton of ups and downs, um, growing a nonprofit, trying to figure out all this stuff, the stress, you know? But I think at the end of the day, it's always about, you know, why am I doing it? And I know, you know, at the end of the day, it's always impacting so many others, and so I think, you know, that's what keeps it keeps it going strong. I know that you're going to have this gala or gala in, in a couple of weeks here. Do you want to share with the listeners, if anybody out there who's in the Bakersfield area, right, where you're having it, wants to participate or be a part of it or donate or sponsor, right? You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So basically, there's a lot of ways to get involved, you know, even if you're not able to attend the gala. So if you visit our website at bagsoflovefoundation.com, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you'll be able to learn more about us. So aside from the gala, you know, we are always looking for sponsors and volunteers for that. But we also have we also have our Hope Cards activity, mm-hmm. which is what we put it. So they're handmade cards that we put into our care packages. So we're always looking for different companies or organizations or clubs to kind of, you know, have a fun little activity for an hour where they're able to make the cars and then I'll even come out and, you know, share my story and share what Bags Love does for the first 10 minutes of it. And it's always, you know, a nice activity where people get to just hang out for an hour and make cars and make an impact and put smiles on these kids' faces. And then we're, we also have, you know, just donations in general, I think for the most part, that's kind of what we have going on right now. So so I know that you had mentioned earlier these care packages. You're doing this with, is it uh, Chalk Children's Hospital, right? You've been, you go there and you give yeah. this out and so, you share your story. Yeah, so with the care packages, you know, these thing, the care packages include items like our bear, coloring books, crayons, a reusable water bottle. Is it a box the, or the a bag? Cars. It's a bag. It's a bag, okay. And a tote bag. So, you know, a lot of useful items that these patients, you know, could use, but at the end of the day, you know, it's more behind the meaning behind the bag. And, you know, that really is what really puts a smile behind the faces and really what, you know, is remembered. Um, kind of what the bag made them feel instead of what's in the bag. Yeah. And, and not only that, sharing your story, right, with these young children that are going through what you went through around that age or younger, right? 
Yeah. And so these bags, we deliver them to, you know, hospitals children, that serve children with, children with cancer. So, you know, there's Chalk, there's UCLA, there's Valley Children's Hospital, City of Hope, has their pediatric unit as well. So you've so, been doing this with different hospitals? Yeah. So that is dropped, awesome, yeah. man. Good for you. What's been uh, that feeling for you, like when you've been there and, and now you're now you're at these hospitals and you're giving these bags and what's that been like for you? Yeah, it's really rewarding, you know, after all the work that goes into all this, all the fundraising, being able to actually see the reactions and, you know, the impact, you know, firsthand of how we're able to impact all these families and patients and even, you know, hospital staff. It's always really rewarding and happy to just be a small part of their of their support throughout their journey. Now, let's briefly talk about, because I know time goes by really fast. Let's get into, how did you get involved with our youth chamber? I know you've been involved two years, right? Yeah. Um, how did you hear about our youth chamber? Yeah, so, you know, the Jose de Casillo. Okay. Our past youth chamber, or he's still a youth chamber member, um, youth chamber. Um, my words are... It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he basically grew up together, middle school and high school, and he was one of those people selling chips for me during that time no as way. well. No way, he was part of your yeah. team. That is yeah, awesome. So, um, when he, he's been part of the youth chamber for now four years, I believe. Okay. So, after seeing, like, you know, how impactful the youth chamber is, you know, I definitely knew, like, that's something I wanted to be part of. So, that's how I ended up getting involved with it, just seeing firsthand, you know, how how useful and impactful the youth chamber is for the students. And just for those of you listening for the first time, our youth chamber has been around over 10 years. It was founded by Mike Limon, from my understanding, and others like Fidel, who are now board members of ours. And it's a mentorship program. It's now being... I guess you could say run by our director, uh, John Amador, who's our former chairman of our board with his whole advisory board, like Paula and Maria, right? And Nydia and that whole team, right? Michael Cooper. There's a whole advisory board that's there to help support you guys, right? Yeah, and they're, you know, work year round basically to help ensure we, you know, are successful with all our events and, you know, are there whenever we need feedback or mentorship in any aspects and you know helping us support us however they can or at least put us in the right places or people to help support us so i know tonight we're having our well i say i and we because it's part of our hispanic chamber of commerce of course the banquet is tonight for the youth chamber right and scholarships are given out to members of the youth chamber right and it's a really nice dinner which will be tonight at el mariachi restaurant and it's a, I, I've been to it a couple of times, and it's very rewarding to see many of you young leaders. I don't like to call you, call you guys kids, right? Because some people are like, is it, is it a kid's youth chamber? I'm like, no, these are young leaders. Because, I mean, look at what you've done. You are a an amazing young leader, right? And for us to be able to support other students, right, that are going to college and get scholarships, right? Yeah, and, you know, it's definitely a big help. Um, you know, receiving scholarships from other organizations, I know is definitely like a really big support for students who, you know, need need to be able to get through college and pay through all the expenses and, you know, kind of those first years of leaving home for the first time and all that. So I know scholarships are a really big impact to all students. So, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I also started providing scholarships. Um, and yeah, it's always great, great to see. And you just graduated. 
So, yeah. right? Share a little bit about you graduated from Cal State Northridge with a commu- uh, marketing degree, right? And so, first of all, congratulations. Um, what What is it like? How are you feeling? Um, it feels unreal. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, like being in school for you know your entire life, basically, to now not having to worry about homework assignments or. Yeah. Um, any of that is, is it's a different mindset now and and it's it's really fun though and you know just looking forward to what the future has to hold and, and now that you say that can you share with us because we know um, that you're very driven so you've started your own digital marketing company can you share with everybody um, which is your next step right um, share with everybody your digital uh, marketing company the name of it, how they can get connected with you, and what it does as a business. Yeah, so, you know, marketing is something I got into because of the nonprofit, and that's how I started, you know, learning everything and becoming really good at it because I, I kind of needed to. And so originally going into college, I was going to be, I was going in as a medical mechanical engineer. Okay. And then I totally switched over once I started doing fundraising and the marketing for Bags Love since I found that really um, fun and I, I became passionate about that as well. So it kind of, you know, with the nonprofit, I became passionate that not just about nonprofit, but also just marketing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, now, you know, I know that I want to be able to help support other businesses and other nonprofits and people who you know, just need that marketing expertise in order for them to grow their business. You know, I, I love to see, you know, people be able to grow their businesses and so ensuring that they have a strong, you know, online presence is is kind of where, um, kind of how where, where I want to help people at. So, you know, we do everything from, from website design, social media management, Facebook ads, um, any graphic designing, and um, event marketing, so um, yeah, and and so the and it's called Vibe Marketing Agency, and so the Vibe itself stands for Vision, Innovation, Boldness, and Elevation, and so that's kind of you know those four pillars is what we go by when building out any strategies or, or content. Well, I got to tell you, and I know Paul's got a question here shortly here. Vibe Marketing. Is something that is needed out there and the reason why I say that is because I've actually helped start about 10 15 nonprofits with friends after ours after we started our nonprofit and there's a lot of people that don't know how to self fundraise right you've raised 200,000 which is amazing you know at your age right with bags of love right and other things you've been doing now you're doing this gala right and I think that's important that you've provided now this um, marketing and education, right? On how to start it, maybe a nonprofit, why you start it, right? How it can benefit you or help you in the community, and how you can obviously give back, make a difference. But I've always said to people, it's almost like you have that option when you have a nonprofit. Am I going to give the money to the government and let them kind of do whatever they want with it? Or why not have a nonprofit and you have a little bit more control of where your tax money is going, right? Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, no, I would agree. I think, you know, it gives the the nonprofit the chance to fill in any gaps that are needed where they see the community is kind of, you know, needs that money. 
Paul, you had a question. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm flabbergasted. I mean, this whole thing is amazing. In a world, now you know why I wanted to bring this young man on wow. the show. In a world, I, I want to make a statement, and then I'll ask you a question. Uh, actually, I do it the reverse. I ask the question first. Why leave college and start a business? We all think I got to go get a job. Uh-huh. You say I'm going to make a job. So, for those of you listening uh, that may, uh, on I know we're also on Facebook Live is. Paul's asking, you know, most people leave college and they go apply for a job. Jillian here decided that he's going to start a business coming out of college. I think that's a great question. What made you, obviously you already had started a nonprofit, but what made you decide I'm going to start my own business as opposed to I'm going to go apply and work somewhere else? Yeah, well, I think there's a couple different reasons, but I think some of them, you know, it's like, um... You know, the marketing agency has always been something that I wanted to do. It's always been, you know, a dream, something on the bucket list. And so, you know, during college, I tried doing freelancing and kind of started started to get try to get off the ground there. And then, you know, as I approached graduation, um, I was applying to a couple different positions and jobs and, you know, some of the places where I wanted to land at didn't end up follow, following through. So I decided, you know, why not just, um, if I can't <laughs> create, find the opportunity, just create the opportunity. So that's where, you know, I just decided to just, you know, go with the go with the dream and, and start off the agency instead of putting that off and, you know, just start it now instead of um, waiting. And, and let's be real. Having a nonprofit is having a business, right? Because you have to get incorporated. You have to have a corporation. That's important. Something people don't understand, right? In the process, you have to be incorporated. And and you have to put together a board, just like, like we have a board for the youth chamber, just like we have a board for our Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, which are all nonprofits. You have your own board. You mentioned that before the show started. So you've already, in essence, built a business, Right, it's just a nonprofit business. Now you're going to build another business for profit, right? Yeah, I guess make one statement and then I'll shut up. I'm just amazed. Paul, really. Paul's in shock. I'm in shock. <laughs> 22 years of age, by the way. 22 years of age. I was thinking about uh, you know tomorrow and get, <laughs> meeting a girl. You're, and you're, drink, you're at the beach surfing. You know, yeah. you know, you got your surfboard. Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't thinking too far ahead. I wasn't too ambitious at 22 here. That's right. All I was thinking about was today and tomorrow. This blows apart the image that so many of us older generation think of the youth today, that they're all hackers and slackers <laughs> uh-huh. and sitting in their parents' basement and just go out and get a job and get it going. This guy's the real deal. This guy's the real deal. This so guy's the real deal. Congratulations. Really. And not only that, I, I mean, your parents, should I say, let's give them a shout oh, out? please. Yeah, no, they've definitely been you know, very supportive throughout all my journey. And, you know, I would definitely say that, you know, the, the morals and the person I am today would have been because, you know, the way they raised me. What would you say for those listening? I know we only have a few minutes left. What is it that you as a young man now carry with you that is most important for you that your parents instilled in you, would you say? Yeah, that's a hard question because I think there's just so many, you know, really good stuff. But I think... The number one would probably be 
Because because you're very well dressed. Yeah. You're very respectful. He just takes it for granted. This is who I yeah. am. He never thought about how I get to, got to be this person. What, is right? your, what does I your think... dad do or what does your yeah, mom do? Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? Your dad and your mom, what did they do? I mean, maybe that had some sort of right yeah, impact so, on you. Yeah, I mean, my dad came here as a child. He was six months old when he was brought here illegally. And then my mom was born here. And so now my dad owns his own trucking business and you know he's entrepreneur yeah so he's he's you know somebody i look up to as well you know starting you know being here you know not as a u.s citizen but now being a citizen and now having his business and then my mom just teaching me you know all these of course to be respectful and you know all the stuff that she instilled in me and supported me and so i mean they they both done a lot where you know i i can't even yeah What's their names, if you don't mind me yeah. asking? Abraham and Erica. Saludos a Abraham y a Erica. Este muchacho, excelente. Que estrella. What a hero, man. No, I'm, I'm serious. At 22 years of age, uh, Julian, you should be very proud of yourself. You should be very proud of yourself, uh, of what you've done, what you've accomplished. Obviously, you made, you made a comment earlier that, that stayed with me. You said... Starting a nonprofit or something you met, you said was in my bucket list. Not too many young people at 22 think of a bucket list. I was thinking of a bucket of beer, <laughs> right? But, but yeah, but but the reason why he no. said a bucket list yeah. is because of what he had been through. Exactly. Right. When you're young and you're battling cancer, and you think I may not see tomorrow, you kind of start thinking this longer term, right? Impact, right? Like if What's I can make it through this. Am I right, Julian? Yeah. If I can make it through this, these are the things I want to get done maybe in my life. And that's probably where you created a bucket list. Yeah, it's always been a mental bucket list, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go out and look at my bucket list. I, I got I to gotta get a bigger bucket. <laughs> Paul, Paul, you need to just stop sitting here doing shows. I, I'm telling you. Like, like you got a 20, the world. Paul, you got a 22-year-old man here that's just <laughs> surpassed you. Isn't that the truth? 22-year-old man, he, he is already way ahead of where I was. 22. I, I want to again just say, you know, congratulations on your Cal State uh, Northridge, uh, you know, of course, degree, graduation. And of course, in marketing, let's support this young man in his new business, right? Uh, Vibe, which is going to be providing digital marketing for businesses. How do they get a hold of you? Again, share your website of your business because I know earlier you shared the foundation. Share how they get a hold of you if they want to hire you for their business. Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn personally, and then also the website is called VM Agency with an I. Dot com. That's right. So you could contact us there as well. Agency, A G E N C I. Yes, A G E N C I. Why? Why that? Just a little to be different, cool, huh? Just to be cool, be a little, <laughs> little different. Pause like, just to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up misspelling it on the LLC, and that's. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, I would have believed that. All right, um, but you, yeah, we just wanted to be different, you know, and stand out and sh show that you know there's more than one ways to do something. Yeah, see, see something he just said. I like to catch little things when people say this on the show. He said, "We spelled it wrong on the LLC." A lot of people at 22 years of age don't know what an LLC is. That's the truth. Right? That's There's the a lot truth. of adults at like 40 years of age. What is an LLC? Limited Liability Corporation. Right? You know how to start a corporation. You started your nonprofit. 
Now you're starting your regular for-profit business. I thought it was going to have a D for meaning. I thought because agency, A-G-E-N-C-Y, you'd ask yourself, why am I doing this? And he said, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) So let, let me tell you, first and foremost, please go out and support Julian Castaneda with his nonprofit, Bags of Love Foundation, and also with his business, Vive Marketing Agency. Again, congratulations. And tonight is our banquet for our youth chamber. Congratulations to all the winners and everybody that's been a part of it. And then, of course, um, October 2nd, everybody, is our scholarship golf tournament that we do annually for the chamber where we raise money uh, that goes towards the youth chamber that, uh, again, Julian was talking about here. And we hope that you continue to be involved in the youth chamber as far as like our other board members and one day be a board member on our board right because you're on your way there you, you you're already there man i mean you're killing it congratulations yeah thank you so much and uh, please send our best to your parents and say that we are very just thankful to have them share you with us i know you're from bakersfield and so for you to be out here in orange county uh sharing the love the education you know being an inspiration it says a lot. We appreciate you being out here in Orange County. So don't go back to Bakersfield too much. We still want you to hang with us and, and keep mentoring other people behind you, right? Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Again, folks, thank you for tuning in to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Julian, any last words before we go here? Just thank you for the invitation again and you know, looking forward to everything ahead we'll see you tonight at El Mariachi and we'll have those delicious enchiladas okay take it away Paul thank you all for tuning in we'll see you again next week folks wow that doesn't give you a reason to tune in I don't know what it is you think of uh, the youth today you don't think of people that are out creating charities and building businesses and changing the world that's what we're doing here with our community all starts one conversation at a time On Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.